Welcome to the Expert Disney Planning Tips Podcast, where we bring together Disney pros to share our top tips for making your vacation extra magical. Undercover Tourist is the largest authorized retailer of discount theme park tickets with over 20 years of vacation planning experience under our frog belts. You can find us online at undercovertourist.com. On top of saving you some green, we've also created comprehensive planning tools to make planning your next vacation as stress-free as possible, including the number one ranked crowd calendar, our comprehensive blog, park plans, and so much more. Hello, and welcome to the Expert Disney Planning Tips Podcast. I'm Rachel with Undercover Tourists, and I am excited to be here for our very first episode. I can't even believe I'm here because Molly from Mammoth Club is sitting next to me right now. Hey, Molly. Hello, Rachel. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the best times to visit Disney World in 2023. You are obviously a total pro. I mean, you're in the parks all the time. And while most listeners probably know a lot about you, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been up to lately? Yeah. So if you don't know me, I'm Molly. I grew up going to the theme parks. I came for childhood. I did a college program. I was a cast member for many years. Um, And since then, I've actually been making theme park content for several years and earlier this year my husband my best friend and I started our very own company called Mammoth Club so we have all kinds of fun we do theme park content at Disney World, Disneyland, Universal, and beyond. We have a podcast where we go through every Disney Channel original movie called Zetas Lapitas. We host live <laughs> trivia. It's just general shenanigans, basically. Super fun. Super fun. So excited to have you here, yeah, Molly. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Cool. Well, it is no surprise that Molly is a total pro, but for any of you who have tuned into Instagram Live or have seen me and you're like, who is that? And where did she come from? Well, I am Rachel. As I mentioned, I'm with Undercover Tourist. If you aren't familiar with Undercover Tourist, we are the largest authorized retailer of discount theme park tickets, and we have over 20 years of vacation planning experience under our frog belts. I've been going to the Disney parks for my whole life, so about 35 years. Um, And I do have two daughters. They are 10 and 12, so I'm a regular at going with them. Um, We are Disney World and Disneyland frequenters. So on top of my day job, which is lots of this planning content that you're about to hear, I also have some hands-on experience with two tadpoles, as we call them around the (laughs) pond. Well, I think that we can both agree that Disney World is a totally magical destination. Have you counted up your total visits for this year? Oh, gosh. Um, No. (laughs) I go... anywhere from two to five times a week to a theme park so if someone faster at math could probably figure it out before (laughs) i could (laughs) so safe to say you are a true pro with tons of experience in the parks yes (laughs) awesome how often do you get questions from your audience about the best times to visit the theme parks that's a really popular question because people plan many many months in advance and they want to know the best times with school schedules and holiday schedules and work schedules and weather and all these different things. So people are always asking, is there a best time? Is there a perfect time to go? And the answer is no. No. <laughs> so, like, there's not really an answer. Not to spoil it. Don't log off now that you've heard the answer. But there really is no one-size-fits-all answer. So we're here to help you kind of dissect exactly what you should know when you're considering your trip. Um, so I may not have visited quite as many times as Molly, but I have visited in every season for every event. I've visited with kids, without kids, so I'm happy to bring that sort of angle to the conversation as well. But I do think it's really important to note that when we talk about the best times to visit, even if you aren't attending during those specific best times that we'll talk about, you're still going to have an incredible trip. There are ways to make it so that way your trip is every bit as magical um, no matter when you're visiting. There's a lot of pressure, too, to feel like you are you know, planning a vacation where everybody's going to 
to be happy, where you're getting the most from your money. Um, it's a lot of time and resources to plan these vacations, and it can be a lot. So we are here to help. You can go and have a fantastic time with some preparation and with setting kind of the right expectations too, which is what Molly and I are here to do today. Before we jump in, I would be remiss if I did not let everybody know that Undercover Tourist does offer discounts on everything we are about to talk about. So standard theme park tickets, special event tickets like After Hours and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. My favorite thing about booking tickets with you all, and something I've done for years before I even partnered with Undercover Tourist, is the 365-day money-back refund policy. So um, if you're not sure of the dates, but you want to go ahead and book something and get it locked in, you can always adjust later, which is a great perk. Yeah, peace of mind. So here's a little bit about what we'll share today. Some factors to consider as you're planning your trip. So where do you even start? Um, undercover tourist suggested dates. So again, based on that 20 plus years of experience, and I'll talk a little bit about our crowd calendar as well, which can be a helpful tool in planning those dates, um, as well as 2023 happenings, because there's a lot of new and fun stuff coming up this year. And then best tips and tricks for managing crowds. So if you are going during a time when it'll be a little bit crowded because the most magical place on earth does draw a crowd sometimes, um, how to help and how to make your trip, you know, incredible. All right, Molly, are you ready to dive into some factors? I am ready. Awesome. So before we jump into our recommended dates for 2023, let's first highlight the considerations of when might be best for you and your family. These are kind of the big factors to pay attention to when thinking about your trip in priority order, in my opinion. And you might be surprised where crowds actually rank in terms of these factors. Uh, So first and foremost, your family's schedule. Crowds typically follow school schedules, so you hear us talk about that a lot during this conversation. Sometimes you may have preschoolers that have some flexibility. Perhaps you're going by yourself or on a girl's trip where you have some flexibility with work. But maybe you have kids. I, for example, have older kids that between school schedules and sports schedules, it is difficult to find like a week where we can all make it work. So totally understand. But that should be the very first piece of the puzzle is knowing when works best for your family and planning from there. Molly, is there any magic to your schedule and when you kind of pick to visit the parks? I pick for myself based on content. So since we're out making videos and and different social content and everything. So when I'm going, I'm going based on content. But when I help my family and friends plan trips, I've had girls trips down to Disney. My whole family's going to Disneyland next year. Um, I'm so excited. I made them buy tickets on Undercover (laughs) Tourist. I was like, hey, guys, the tickets are going up. You should buy them on Undercover Tourist Disneyland tickets before they're they're more expensive. Um, And they're very excited to save some money. Um, but we looked at, um, I have four nieces and nephews and we looked at their school schedules and they said, here's the, you know, the breaks that they have this year. Here's what do you think are the best times? We looked at when those times would fall with different holidays, with different local California holidays and spring breaks. We looked at the weather. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are kind of all the factors that help us decide. Yeah, for sure. And weather absolutely is something that you want to take into consideration. Um, as Molly well knows, the Orlando weather can be a little bit unpredictable. Sometimes you might have a rainy day. Sometimes you might have a hot day. Sometimes you've got both and then some sunshine afterwards. Um, So tell us about that Orlando weather, Molly. The Orlando weather is hot. (laughs) If I was going to describe it in one word, it's hot. And like people are from hot places and I tell them they do not understand how hot it is. Mm -hmm. You are not ready for how hot and humid Orlando is, especially during the summer. Um, Typically, summer through fall, we experience a lot of rain. Like 
torrential downpours often daily you'll have a torrential monsoon downpour for like 30 minutes or an hour and then it'll go away and it'll be sunny and beautiful again yeah so you have to be prepared for the rain but also not let the rain ruin your day yeah um and then during the spring it can rain a little bit as well it can kind of rain off and on throughout the day but the big things you need to think about when you're planning for orlando are the heat and the rain especially in those summer months yeah for sure and this is kind of where I ranked crowds is just beneath your family schedule and weather is kind of taking into account the times that it'll be a little bit busier. Now, Undercover Tourist does have a number one ranked crowd calendar, which I think is super helpful. It's like your one stop shop on there. You can find projected crowd levels, but you can also see things like the weather that the average weather for that day or time of year. You can see the event schedule so that way you can see if there's anything special going on while you'll be there. So, again, kind of a one stop shop to see all of these factors in one spot. Um, but I should note that on the crowd calendar kind of like when we're talking about these dates when we say best what we mean is the least crowded feeling um so just to give a little bit of context there but I will also say that busy doesn't always mean bad. Sometimes during those busier seasons, you might find extended park hours, um, some special entertainment. So keep that in mind as well that, you know, the two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, if you do find that you're going to, to the parks during a high crowd level time, just stay tuned because we do have some tips for how to manage your time while you're there. All right, Molly, as we talked about, we're pretty sure you're in the park more than just about anybody else. <laughs> so what can you tell us about your approach to crowds? My approach to crowds, especially if you are coming during some of those higher crowd level times, is to go early, take a break, and then go back in the evening. Um, if I'm doing a full day, I think getting up early, especially if you are staying at a Disney resort or a resort that offers that early park um, entry, you get 30 minutes early in the parks, take advantage of that, do as much as you can in the morning, knock a bunch out, and then often say, go luxuriate, treat yourself, you're on <laughs> vacation, you don't have to run around all day um, just because you want to get everything done. So if you're at Magic Kingdom, escape to like a monorail resort, go have yeah. lunch, go have a nice meal, take a little bit of a break, and then go back in the evening. And um, when it's a little bit cooler, hopefully a little bit less crowded at yeah. certain parks, and that way you kind of avoid the heat of the day, the busiest part of the day, which is right in the middle of the day. Yeah. Your body and your mental health will thank you for taking <laughs> yeah. that break at some point. Um, awesome. Totally agree. I also really do think using Genie Plus, especially during those really crowded days, can save you a yeah. lot of headache and a lot of time waiting in lines. During the really busy seasons, you'll see hour-long waits at everything, mm -hmm. not just the big attractions. And those big attractions will often have two hour plus long waits. So, mm -hmm. you know, Genie Plus, it does have a lot of rules. It has a lot of nuance that is intimidating, but use those resources and um, that can help you kind of maximize your day as well. So you're not waiting in long lines all day long. Yeah, for sure. We always talk about tools in your tool belt. So those were a couple that you mentioned, early yeah. entry, Genie. So we'll get into that in a little bit as well. Um, the fourth factor to consider for when you're visiting Walt Disney World in 2023 are the amazing events that go on all year round. So Molly, what's your favorite event that goes on? Ooh, that's tough. So I think at Epcot, because Epcot basically is a festival year round now, I think there's only like four weeks a year that there's yes. not actually a festival happening in between <laughs> each one. Um, my personal favorite is the one that happens in the spring, which is Flower and Garden Festival. Mm -hmm. I just love all the topiaries. I tend to like the food at the booths quite a bit because they use a lot of like fresh floral and fruit flavors and it's yeah. everything's like really bright and delicious and it's beautiful um so i love the flower and garden festival i also love food and wine 
my actual one favorite day a year at Epcot is the night that Boys to Men plays. Um, <laughs> it's been a tradition of mine for years. They finally came back after three years this, this fall. So I was so excited. So I love food and wine as well. And then over at Magic Kingdom, it's a tough call between Very Merry and Not So Scary Halloween Party. But I think I like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party a little bit more than Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Super fun. I just love everything pumpkin. And I love yeah. that parade and the, the spooky, fun vibes that you get at the park. So. Yeah. That pumpkin vibe is something else. So did Little Molly used to watch Boys to Men concerts on the Disney Channel? I watched a lot of boy bands. I watched, that's how I learned of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and everybody. So I just, yeah, I I love the boy band and Boys to Men is so good. So how can you not? Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm going (laughs) to admit to the world now, the one thing I on my bucket list still is to see Hanson. They're great. (laughs) I did watch a lot of Hanson as a child. Hanson was my first concert. Yes. And I've seen Hanson at, at, Epcot many times. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. For episode two, Molly and I will be talking all things boy band. <laughs> yes. <I'm> just kidding. Yes. <laughs> um, that's great. So yeah, and there's other events too. And sometimes it's seasonal. Maybe on your bucket list is seeing the castle all lit up for Christmas. Um, maybe you want to trick or treat down Main Street. So there's all kinds of fun events that you may want to roll into your trip if you can. The fifth thing you may want to consider as you are visiting Walt Disney World in 2023 are openings and refurbishments. So here's a couple of things that are new for this year um, specifically. So Tron Light Cycle Run will be opening in spring 2023, exact date TBD. I'm so excited about this. They have it out in Disneyland Shanghai, and it's like a motorcycle roller coaster, and they've done some testing of it. I was in the park late the other night, and they had the canopy all lit up and the bikes going, and it looks awesome so i'm very excited it's about very that. pretty very cool new addition to the skyline kind of as you're going by yeah and i think magic kingdom like it's been a while since magic kingdom's gotten a new ride yes so i think it's time for magic kingdom to great new e-ticket attraction so i'm excited about that yeah exciting stuff also in 2023 splash mountain is going to close permanently on january 23rd to begin it's reimagining into tiana's bayou adventure I'm so excited about Tiana's Bay Adventure. If you've watched any of my content, you know I don't care for water rides. I do not like being wet. So <laughs> Splash Mountain is not a, a personal favorite of mine, but I am excited to see them reimagine this and tell a brand new story with new animatronics. And I love Princess Tiana. I think the music's going to be awesome. So Yeah, there's some Mardi Gras overlay too that's going to happen, which I think is going to be super fun. It looks amazing. Can't wait. We also have an Undercover Tourist refurbishment post on our blog, so that way you can stay up to date on all of the refurbishments that are coming prior to your trip. That's a good one I think people don't think about looking into when they're planning a trip. Like, if you have an all-time favorite attraction, like, your trip will be ruined if you don't ride Mm -hmm. Splash Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or whatever, you know, ride is your all-time favorite. Check out that refurbishment calendar just because you would hate to plan a trip all the way there and then find out that your, your favorite ride's under a planned refurbishment exactly exactly and this is more of an event but the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World is still going on through March of 2023 so you have a little bit more time in Q1 to head out and enjoy that if that's on your must-do checklist and then starts in Disneyland but it's kicking off in Walt Disney World as well it's the 100 years of magic celebration it's been a hundred years since the Walt Disney Company was founded so they're going to be doing new nighttime entertainment Mm -hmm. new spectaculars they're changing Magic Kingdom and Epcot's um, uh, nighttime shows and there's already merchandise in the parks if you already want to start celebrating so there's not a lot of concrete details on that yet but I'm excited to see what they do with the 100 years of magic too so that said if you miss Q1 for that big party there's going to be another party happening almost right after it so stay tuned (laughs) 
Also opening in 2023 is Journey of Water inspired by Moana, which I know we have an exciting new addition that you can kind of see on the monorail now. Yeah, it's coming to Epcot, kind of near the land pavilion. Um, Tafiti is the statue, and she's 16 feet tall, and it's going to be a walk-through water experience, interactive. It looks very interesting. I'm excited to see mm-hmm. that. Also in 2023, I'm hoping we get some more of the reimagining of Epcot done, just kind of some of the aesthetics. They're adding a Walt Disney statue and doing some of the promenade work and fountains and different things. So I'm excited to see Epcot as she continues through her transfer. Yes, cannot wait. I know that that uh, has been going on for a while, so excited to see it kind of completed. All right. Well, those were the big factors to consider as you're planning your trip for 2023. So let's go ahead and run through undercover tourist recommendations on those best exact dates to visit Disney World by season. Molly will kind of weigh in with her puts and takes as well for those different uh, time frames. And then we'll chat about each of these considerations by season as well. So we'll go into weather by season, events by season, anything you might need to know. In case you didn't hear us at the beginning of the podcast, (laughs) uh, Undercover Tourist does offer discount tickets for everything that we're talking about today. So special events. We also offer uh, discount rates for Walt Disney World Resort hotel rooms. Whenever I book with you guys, I use my money I save to buy snacks. So that's a real tip. (laughs) It's a good perk, especially if you're a family of four. Like multiply that and you get some extra Dole Whips for sure. Yeah. All right, so welcome to winter. Here are Undercover Tourist recommended dates to visit during December, January, and February 2023. January 18th through February 15th and weekdays in December minus the weeks of Christmas and New Year's Eve. So January 18th through February 15th would be just past the Run Disney Marathon at the beginning of January. That's just past the holiday weekend in January, but just before the holiday weekend in February. And most kiddos are back in school by that point. Also, weekdays in December, minus the weeks of Christmas and New Year's Eve, again, kind of lined up with school schedules. So kids are in school then, but you may have some weekend festival visitors to uh, think about. I love those dates. I actually used to visit frequently in January when I was growing up. January was a time we often visited. Um, I think the weather is usually a little bit better. It's it's most likely better than wherever you're coming from. So you're <laughs> most likely going to get to wear a little bit, uh, you know, lighter clothing. I know a lot of people come from mountains of snow and they can enjoy some Florida sunshine, but it's not so, so hot yet. Um, The Festival of the Arts is typically happening over at Epcot, which is an awesome festival. I think personally, that's the best festival. If you have kids, there's a lot to do for all ages, not just eating and drinking for the adults like some of the other festivals. Um, I also love the early December recommendation because if you want some of that holiday feel when you're at the parks, if you want to see them decorated for Christmas and all, all the fun holiday seasonal excitement, but without the crowds that typically happen the actual week of Christmas and New Year's, you can get that in early December as well. From here on out, which we are recording mid-ish December 2022, things will start to kind of go up in crowd level. So you'll see those crowds start to go up. Um, and we visited last year, um, the week we were there for two weeks at the Fort we were there the week of Christmas into the new year and I will tell you that the week between Christmas and New Year was noticeably different in my opinion uh, than the week of Christmas so something to keep in mind I think one thing you always want to consider and I know Rachel you mentioned the big marathon weekend in January there's typically another race somewhere between January and February the princess race as well Um, those do tend to be bigger crowd weekends just because a lot of people come in to do the wonderful run Disney event so often when people think about booking trips they think about national holidays like Christmas and Fourth of July and Easter and and you know National Memorial Day and Labor Day but they don't think about kind of what I call Disney holidays so like run Disney weekends and Dapper days Mm -hmm. and spring break in Florida. So those are things you want to consider as well. 
For sure. It's also a time of year when water rides are typically under refurbishment. So this year, of course, Splash Mountain is going down anyway for its transformation. But in past years, that's also when that has gone down. Kali River Rapids as well will be down for refurbishment most likely. Um, the only other thing to consider about the week between Christmas and New Year and Christmas week, I guess, is on the flip side of those crowds that we talked about. That's generally when you can see special seasonal entertainment. So pre-Christmas week, the special parade and special fireworks are limited to party goers. So you have to be going to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party to be able to see them. Yep. However, that week of Christmas, everybody who's going to the parks generally is able to see those. So that's that's a plus. Um, and other events and happenings that are going on during that time frame. So we talked about the holidays a little bit will be going on during that time in 2022. That was November 11th through December uh, 31st. You've got Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party during select dates in November and December. International Festival of the Holidays at Epcot starts a little bit later. So this past year, it was November 25th. The Disney World Marathon we talked about a little bit. This year, we also have the return of Disney After Hours events, which will not impact crowds, but is a really great opportunity mm -hmm. to get to see the parks after dark with lower crowds and unlimited popcorn. I'm excited. I already bought tickets for Yay! one. Yay! Um, which one are you going to? Uh, Hollywood Studios. Nice. So I think Hollywood Studios is one of those parks that's kind of daunting because there's so many big e-tickets like how do I possibly get to ride yeah. Rise of the Resistance and Slinky Dog and Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster and Smuggler's Run and so I'm going to go to an after hours in January and, and see what it's like and how much I can do and how much lower the li lines really are. Yes, I think the Hollywood Studios is going to be a game changer yeah. for those after hours events. They're also taking place at Magic Kingdom so it's also a nice break as you get into kind of the spring and things get a little bit warmer during the day. Just a nice way to get out mm -hmm. of that heat so... Um, we also have Festival of the Arts that Molly mentioned, which, again, super great event for kids. I know there's usually, like, paint by numbers, yeah. special chalk displays. Yeah, one of my favorite things at Festival of the Arts, so pretty much all of Epcot's festivals have food booths, mm -hmm. and as a foodie, that's one of my favorite things is eating my way around, but... Besides the food booths um, at Festival of the Arts, they have these little chalk drawings that they have in the past, and they hide them in each country, and it looks like someone drew with sidewalk chalk characters from that country. Mm -hmm. So I like to walk around very slowly and try and find them all. Like The kittens from the Aristocats will be hidden up in France, and um, the bow from the bow short was hidden in Canada because <laughs> the, the director is Canadian. And um, so I think that is just like a cute little detail, and that's a completely free activity that happens. I know kids like that. Yeah. They've, yeah, they've got the paint by numbers. They do have an animator come do classes in the big amphitheater and the American Adventure. So there's a lot to do at Festival of the Arts outside of just eating and drinking. So I think this is a really family-friendly event. Yeah, 100% agree. We've also got the Princess Half that Molly mentioned uh, at the end of February. So this year, or next year, uh, 2023, that'll be February 24th through 26th. So Run Disney events do bring in extra crowds, but I think that the uh, big marathon in January is the biggest draw. So uh, most notably, you'll note also some traffic delays potentially mm -hmm. if you're in town during that time. Um, and I think that that's it for winter. Just to recap, winter dates that Undercover Tourist recommends visiting Disney World. We have January 18th through February 15th, and weekdays in December, minus the weeks of Christmas and New Year's Eve. Shall we move on to spring? Yes. Awesome. Well, so when we're talking about spring, we mean March, April, and May of 2023. So looking at spring, Undercover Tourist recommended dates to visit are March 1st through 10th, April 17th through 30th, and weekdays in the first half of May. 
like I said earlier, Flower and Garden is my favorite festival, and that's what's going on over at Epcot. I just think, especially if you've got older kids or adults, it's such a beautiful time mm-hmm. of year to visit over at Epcot. They've got these incredible topiaries of all different Disney characters, and I just like to very leisurely stroll my way through Epcot and look at all the topiaries and enjoy the delicious food and drink. Um, it's also typically not too hot yet. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's getting hotter uh, as we ramp up towards the summer, but it's definitely not as hot as the summer ones. Yeah. Um, and you can still kind of enjoy a little bit of, it's still probably warmer again than wherever you're from, but um, <laughs> it's not so, so hot in, in Florida yet. And it's not quite as monsoon season quite yet. Um, but yeah. those are good times of year to come. And I think those are good times of year to kind of look at like those after hours events, mm-hmm. especially as it's getting warmer or you want to do something special in the evening time. Yeah. Those are really fun times to come. Totally agree. Something else to consider. Um, it's a time of year when the castle will be, we call it naked, as in like it's <laughs> just, you know, not dressed. It's the regular castle. It's in all of her glory. So if if it's a must for you to see the parks in kind of an evergreen way, minus mm-hmm. Epcot, that's the time to do it, really. Some other considerations for that time frame, as we talked about, Tron will be opening sometime in the spring. Yep. So we can't guarantee that this will happen, but Guardians is currently on a virtual queue, and we probably will expect that Tron will be too. So if you'll be visiting in the spring, you see that Tron is opening during that time frame, you'll want to brush up on your virtual queue skills and how to use it. Um, I would also say bring your sunscreen, like Molly mentioned. Yes, bring your sunscreen <laughs> and your rain jacket. Always bring your rain jacket any time of year. Bring a rain jacket. That's you true. Don't know. Sunscreen is probably a year-round <laughs> yeah, good rack to protect jacket, your skin. Yeah, it's it's probably going to rain <laughs> for at sure. some point. But um, any other considerations that we haven't touched on for the spring? I don't think so. That's typically a really nice time to visit. Um, like you said, the crowds can get bigger towards Easter and during some big spring breaks. But it's it's typically a really nice time to visit. And like you mentioned too, even if it is busy, even if you do come Easter week, there's some cute things that don't happen any other time. Like mm-hmm. the Easter bunnies come out at Magic Kingdom. You can mm-hmm. meet Mr. and Mrs. Bunny. They're adorable. <laughs> um, they do a cute egg scavenger hunt over at Epcot typically mm-hmm. where they have different themed eggs that look like different characters and they hide them around the different countries so there can be some cute little spring touches too you may not be expecting so other events and happenings that'll be taking place during that time frame we talked a little bit about tron we talked a little bit about epcot international flower and garden festival which will be march through july but exact dates forthcoming Um, and then the run disney springtime surprise race will be happening april 13th through 16th there's also historically during that time of year some cheer summits which is like the big national cheer competition that happens here You may notice a slight increase in crowds, and that's at the end of April through early May, but I would say that's really more noticeable at the hotels. Yeah, they often stay at places like the Mm -hmm. All-Stars, so if you're looking at your different hotel options, you may want to choose somewhere else just because that is often where big groups um, of athletes will stay. And so I I agree, that's mostly where you see them is Mm -hmm. at the hotels, Yeah, um, more so than the parks because they're off cheering. Yeah, they're busy. You may have noticed as we're talking about spring dates that I did not include spring break. Don't worry. We know that that's going to be a busier time to visit, but stay tuned because Molly and I will give you some tips for navigating the parks even when they're busier. To recap, spring recommended dates to visit March 1st through 10th, April 17th through 30th, and weekdays in the first half of May. All right, let's talk a little bit about summer. So that'd be June, Mm. July, and August of 2023. Undercover Tourist does have two kind of windows, and then we'll come back and talk about what to do the rest of the summer because it's hot. It's hot. It is... It is hot. It is hotter than where you are are from, probably. It is like people say all the time, oh, I live here. It's 100 degrees. I'm like, 
but it's 1000% humidity and it is hot. It's like living in a sauna, basically. Yes. So. <laughs> so undercover tourists recommended dates during that time of year are early June, as in the very first week of June before school lets out, and then the second half of August after school is back in session. So again, aligned with those school schedules. You may have noticed that we only have two recommended kind of time frames, and that is due to everybody being out of school. But if that is when you are planning to go, lots of families do because that's when your kiddos are out of school. Don't worry. We have plenty of great tips coming up on how to navigate the parks, even when they're a little bit busier. When it's hot that way, though, I mean, sometimes for some people, since that is summer break, that's the only time you can kind of go with your kiddos. So Molly, what can you do if that's the time of year you're coming? So yeah, I, that, I mean, it's a very busy time of year for a reason. That's when, when kids are out on mm-hmm. break. Um, this is, again, what I absolutely recommend if you can take advantage of going early, especially if you're a resort guest, take advantage of that early theme park entry, Mm -hmm. take advantage of if you're staying at a deluxe resort that extended hours, because that's when it'll be cooler during Mm -hmm. the day. Um, I also recommend if you can escape, I I say, you know, that's (laughs) escape the magic kingdom isn't a great you know wavy way to say that but if you can get out of the absolute heat if you can get out of the absolute crowds for a few hours in the middle of the afternoon when it's the hottest and the busiest i think that's really the key to success in the summer so go really early in the morning knock out a few attractions and then you know if you're at magic kingdom maybe hop on the monorail stop at a couple resorts have you know brunch at chef mickey's or go have lunch at grand floridian cafe or somewhere on the monorail line Mm -hmm. if you are staying on site you know you're probably close enough to go back to your hotel for a swim or a nap or relax yeah luxuriate a little bit treat yourself for getting up early and getting to the (laughs) park you know so early for that early theme park entry and then this is also when i say using genie plus can be a really good tool um because it is so busy because it is so hot you'll not want to wait in you know a ton of of long lines so genie plus can help with that and um you can actually be booking genie plus attractions while you're back at your hotel Mm -hmm. enjoying the pool you can be booking attractions for later that evening so when you come back you've got a few things already lined up yep and then you're out of the heat (laughs) out of the heat is is the key It, it is just really warm and you're walking a lot and you know, people aren't always prepared for that. And the worst thing that can happen is having the heat or the rain ruin your day because you weren't prepared. And I've seen lots of families, you know, have to, to call it quits early or, you know, not be prepared with rain jackets or not be prepared with the right clothes because they're, you know, like it's just, it's just hot. It's just hot and it's probably going to rain. So just be prepared. (laughs) hundred percent. Don't underestimate those breaks and don't underestimate your time in the pools, naps, all those things really help kind of round Mm -hmm. out the hottest part of the day. Do you have a favorite onsite pool? Ooh, that's a good question. I think probably the most common answer is probably Stormalong Bay. Mm -hmm. Stormalong Bay over at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club is, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, yes. it's like a water park in itself. There's it a pirate slide and there's a like sand bottom pool. I'm a little bit more laid back than that <laughs> these days. I'm a little more low key. I, my favorite resort is Animal Kingdom Lodge um, mm. and Wilderness Lodge. Those are my two favorites. So I really like the pools there because they're beautiful and scenic and, and at Wilderness Lodge, especially you've got that beautiful waterfall that flows into the pool. So yeah, they both have very like serene feels. Yeah. So I get it. A nice place again to take yeah. a little relaxing siesta out by the pool so. truly though as an adult I'm probably at the leisure pools which are like the ones the that are like between. the little ones in the different neighborhoods around the resorts just because those are usually quieter they're not the ones that do the big recreation activities and and, and have yeah. the water slides and stuff I'm I'm old now so I go sit 
There's no live DJ, but they're also usually closer to where yeah. you're at. So less steps. You're taking yeah. enough steps and during I just, the day. And I just lay there and relax. <laughs> That's awesome. We are typically Fort Wilderness campers. Mm. So we love to take the boat back and take a little bit of a break during the day. But my kids, I usually make a deal with them. So, hey, if you want to get up and you want to ride Everest a few times before anybody else can, we're going to get up early and we're going to go to the park. And then we're going to take a lunch break and I will take you to the pool where I sit with my little mojito yes. and watch you kind of splash <laughs> around because yes. they do have splash pads at most of the um, at most of the resorts. So there's spots for smaller kids. And then, of course, bigger kids usually have a water slide that they can go enjoy and splash around and enjoy, have fun. And you saying Fort Wilderness kind of reminded me to, this is a good time of year to plan a resort day as well. Yes. It's always good, you know, especially if you're staying on site, there's these beautiful resorts with all these amenities and it's really hard no matter the time of year, but especially in the heat to go, 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 open mm-hmm. to close every single day in the parks. You're going to be exhausted. Yes. So this time of year, especially if you're staying somewhere really fun like Fort Wilderness, it's great to do a resort day where you do nothing but enjoy the pool and enjoy the restaurants and at Fort Wilderness they have like canoeing and horseback riding and all kinds of things you can do. Yes and most resorts will have on-site activities too so not just Fort Wilderness but Fort Wilderness does a campfire sing-along with Chippendale at night so again out of the heat nice to do on a resort day. There's hoop-de-doo to take a little um, musical dinner break as well Um, and then most of the resorts do have like movies under the stars. They've got um, I know we touched on it a little bit with the live DJ but some poolside activities for the kids so there's all kinds of yeah, things they're camp- not going to go bored by being at the campfires yes. games like all, all kinds of stuff you can do my my nephews when they visited last we stayed at Riviera and like we had to like drag them out of the pool we're like yes. come on come to the theme parks but they're like mm-hmm. loving the pool and they loved all those poolside like they had bocce ball and like all different kinds of activities and yeah. big giant chess sets and all kinds of stuff that yeah and if they aren't already tired before they hit the pool, that's usually a good way for them to get out some of those wiggles <laughs> and get some of that last energy out and let them take like a tiny nap in the room before you get back at it. Yeah. So. Well, events and happenings that are going on during that time of year. We talked a little bit about Epcot Food and Wine Festival, which will be July through November-ish. Exact dates TBD for 2023. And then Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party actually starts in August most of the time, believe it or yeah. not. Theme park holidays start much earlier than normal human holidays. Yes, like, I'll We're be- all celebrating Halloween in August. I always so. joke. I'm always like, is it? not Christmas yet because I feel like it's been Christmas for months because the first Very Merry was like November 8th or something like that so you get to celebrate every holiday for for multiple multiple weeks when you live in theme park world (laughs) exactly exactly so just to recap recommended dates to visit Disney World in summer June July and August early June and the second half of August let's move into fall so we have most days in September minus the days around Labor Day most weekdays in October minus the days around Columbus Day and weekdays in November minus the week of Thanksgiving again this is all around school schedule so when the kids are in school crowds will be lighter when the kids are out of school crowds will be a little bit heavier this is actually my personal favorite time of year to go to Walt Disney World especially as you get more into that October November it's typically a little bit cooler um, as you you can hit hurricane season in there, especially September 1st part of October is historically when we have the worst hurricanes um, recently. But the, when you get out of that, you're less likely to have those torrential downpours. And I love the fall, as I was saying. I love Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I think it's so fun. I think all the decorations at all the parks and um, are, are really fun this time of year. I love Food and Wine Festival. Boys to Men normally comes the first weekend of <laughs> November, so that's really important to me. Um, and I just think it's a, a wonderful time to visit. Crowds, like you're saying, are, are usually a little bit less. I also love all things pumpkin flavored and this Mm. is when all the seasonal treats are pumpkin flavored so i'm very into that too (laughs) 
That's awesome. There are so many too. I know we made an infographic this year of yeah. everything that was around for the holiday season, for the fall season, and there was so much pumpkin. Everywhere it's pumpkin. It's amazing. It's my favorite. <laughs> awesome. Let's talk a little bit about weather because it can be kind of, I mean, I know the theme is that it can be unpredictable mm-hmm. all year round, but what is the weather like in September, October, November? Yes. Um, I think that this is just the time of year when you want to start packing those light layers. You know, it's not going to get really cold, uh, but it will potentially when the sun goes down in the evening times get a little bit colder. So mm-hmm. typically starting around October, November, I may bring a long sleeve shirt and like tie it around my waist or something I can shove into my backpack just cause it, it can dip. Like it'll go 90 in the day and then it might dip down to like 75 or 70 in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. in the evening time. So you've got a pretty big swing as far as the temperature goes. Yeah. That's great advice. And I know we've mentioned a few things to have kind of in your park bag and most of them we've been like, well, I guess that's a good year round suggestion. <laughs> but one that I always have, even in that October, November, uh, timeframe is a pocket fan. Um, I've, and I'm sure you yeah. agree with this, but yeah. There are times when October feels hotter than June yes, to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I think that's a great one. Quite warm, yeah. <laughs> and then events and happenings that are going on during this time frame. We've got the Run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon, generally early-ish November. Um, we've got the overlap of the Food and Wine Festival and the start of the Festival of the Holidays. And that transition from Halloween to Christmas is happening as well. So moving from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. One thing you'll want to consider, too, when it comes to the specialty ticketed events at Magic Kingdom, they do sell out very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did some fun videos with Undercover Tourists this year, and it was like by the time the video went up, I was like, I'm sorry, the tickets are all sold out, so you can yeah. like learn about it and plan for next year. But, uh, you know, the tickets sell really, really quickly for those events, so if that's something you're considering, um, you're going to want to get your tickets early. And for Halloween specifically, the party on actual Halloween tends to sell out the fastest. Yeah. Because who doesn't want to go trick-or-treating in the Magic Kingdom? Why go trick-or-treating in your neighborhood when you could literally go at Cinderella Castle? So if that's something you're considering and, and those are tickets you're looking at booking, you're going to want to get those as soon as possible. And I guess it's a good time, too, to talk about which events actually close down the park. Because mm. whether you're actually going to these parties or not, a lot of people don't realize that specially ticketed events like Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and Mickey's Not So Scary, Magic Kingdom actually closes down early. So you won't get a full park day necessarily if that's in your plan. So it's always good to look at the day that those are happening, even if you're not going to the parties. Yeah, the Magic Kingdom typically closes around six on those nights, mm-hmm. and that means no fireworks if you're mm-hmm. not staying for the special event. And I worked in guest relations years ago, and we had so many people coming in saying, no one told me I don't get to see fireworks. Oh. And it's it's heartbreaking because, yeah. you know, that you're like, yeah, that is the case. You yeah. know, that is what's happening. So um, like Rachel said, even if you're not going to go to the party, you may want to plan your Magic Kingdom day on a not party day. So mm-hmm. you can make sure to get a full day in the parks. But on the flip side, on those party days, the crowds are pretty light for most of the day because yes. most people um, are saving their energy to stay out late for the party. So yep. Both, both can be good. Yes. Just got to plan. <laughs> yep. And party guests typically can start coming in around four. So if you are going to Magic Kingdom and you do want to hop, that's probably about the time that you'll want to make your way over, if not at that two o'clock mark when you're eligible. Um, all of the Epcot festivals, though, those are all included with your admission. So yeah. open all day long and you get free access. So to recap, undercover tourists recommended dates to visit Disney World in the fall. Most days in September, minus the days around Labor Day. Most weekdays in October, minus the days around Columbus Day. And most weekdays in November, minus the week of Thanksgiving. Awesome. Well, those are kind of our season by season um, downloads for what to expect for those timeframes, as well as the best times to visit. Anything else you want to add, Molly? 
I don't think so. I think, yeah, making sure you've got your park bag packed and prepared. Um, one thing I always say is like, make sure you have good shoes. If you bring one thing with you to Walt Disney World, if it does not matter at the time of year, it is good shoes. And don't bring them for the first time. Oh my goodness. On your trip. No. Do not break in your shoes on your trip. It's you're going to walk probably five plus miles a day mm-hmm. in Disney World. So make sure that whatever you, you wear on your feet, they're comfortable. Yes, 100% agree. Okay, so let's say you've gone through and you've listened to everything Molly and I just chatted about, weather, events, your schedule, crowd levels, um, and you've picked a date and then you look at the crowd calendar and it is red. It is showing that it's going to be a really busy time. What do you do now? Uh, Molly, what tips do you have for managing kind of a busy day at Disney World? So this is when I'm go- I go back to Genie Plus again and, and understanding how to use Genie Plus and the individual lightning lanes, which I call fancy rides. <laughs> it can be a daunting system because there are a lot of rules and intricacies about when you can book each thing and who is eligible when. And, and so it can be a little confusing, um, but it can also be a very good tool to help you manage those days, especially if you can, you know, get there early, like I said too, which is another thing I recommend, you know, get there early, knock out a few rides while the lines aren't too long, and then also be booking some Genie Plus attractions yeah. for later in the day when it is a little bit busier. So I always recommend Genie Plus. Um, And then I always say, no matter what time of year you go, but especially if you're going to go during the summer, during Christmas week or one of these, you know, red calendar dates, make a plan, but also be flexible. Mm -hmm. Pick your top five must-dos in each park. And that's, you know, your five ride shows, snacks, you know, pick your five things that if you don't get to do those things, it it would be a bummer for you. Make a plan to get those things done. And then everything else is, is cherries on top. Exactly. That That's a constant for us is talking about kind of those bite-sized goals, especially for families. So have everybody pick one or two things that they feel like they can't not do during the day, write them down, get them taken care of. And then like Molly said, everything else is just a bonus. And then be flexible too. Yes. You know, you can plan all day and, and you should plan it. You know, a, a good plan is important at Walt Disney World, but more than likely something will go off plan an attraction might close down for technical difficulties or it might, the weather might be different than you were expecting or, you know, there are all sorts of things can go differently than you planned. So be flexible as well and kind of know that maybe the bus might take longer than you expected, or maybe, you know, this ride's closed for a little bit and you have to do something else instead during that time. So be flexible as well. Cause I, I, I hate when I see families just stressed in the parks because yes. things are not going according to plan. Because remember, you're on vacation too. So. Yes, yes. In that regard too, I think it's really important to set expectations. If you know it's going to mm-hmm. be busy or it's going to be rainy or um, you know it's going to be really hot, make sure that your entire party is kind of aligned like, hey, I think realistically we can get through this much today in line with our plan and kind of go from there. Sometimes the best stuff that happens too in the in the parks when I'm there by myself or when I've been with my family or friends, like some of the best stuff is the stuff you don't plan for, yes. I think. A lot of people don't plan to see things like the street performers, yeah. but they're wonderful. And that's like some of the best memories you make is watching, you know, the drummers in Africa or, yeah. or watching the characters, you know, in, in the pop-up cavalcade over yes. in, in Magic Kingdom. And so 
let let some of that magical surprise happen too while you're there. I would say too, it's important to get your park reservation as soon as mm-hmm. possible. You know, we talked about that week between Christmas and New Year's, and I will say like Epcot has been booked up for New Year's Eve for um, a couple of months. So mm-hmm. it's really important if you know when you want to go and it's during a busy time, make your park reservations early. The minute they announce that Tron date, if you're trying to be at Tron yes. opening day, you better book a Magic Kingdom because yes. it's going to fill up. <laughs> um, also, I've been to the parks times where mobile order gets full for restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there's something that is on your must-eat list, going back to kind of that must-do list, it doesn't hurt to mobile order it in advance because you can pick your window pretty far out. So. Yeah. I, I often say, especially places like Woody's Lunchbox and Toy yes. Story Land, which is very small, their windows for most of the day will fill up really quickly. So I recommend mobile ordering as soon as you can Yep. because, like Rachel said, that you can pick windows pretty much all day as they're available, and you can as long as it's available, edit it later. So mm-hmm. if you pick one o'clock and you realize at one o'clock you're you're busy, you know, fighting characters and you know you're fighting the stormtroopers <laughs> and, and dealing with Kylo Ren and, and Galaxy's Edge, you can always go look and see if maybe you can push it back. But yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I had my snafu. I wanted my yeah. tachos, and suddenly yeah. they were unavailable. Woody, so Woody's lunchbox is is a tricky one. And and on that same note, I often recommend eating off peak meal time. Mm-hmm. The restaurants, even if you have a mobile order for peak meal time, are really busy, and it might take you a little bit longer to get your food. Especially really busy places like Cosmic mm-hmm. Ray, Starlight Cafe, and Magic Kingdom. Pecos Bills in Magic Kingdom, Backlot Express, you know, it. if you can try and eat early or late, so mm-hmm. try not to eat between, you know, noon and one thirty or so, and then again, like 6 to 7.30 or so for dinner, if you can eat off those times, you'll likely have a, a smoother or a little bit faster experience at the, yeah, at the quick 100%. service spots. 100%. Um, I know earlier we talked about tools in our tool belt. So Jeannie is one of them that can help. But I know you also mentioned early theme park entry and extended evening hours. Do you want to tell us a little bit more? Yeah. So early theme park entry is a perk of staying at a Walt Disney World resort, as well as some a select of their good neighbor hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows you access into the theme parks 30 minutes prior to the park open. And select attractions will be open um, during that time. So you can get in line quicker for th- really popular attractions like Rise of the Resistance or Flight of Passage. Um, You can try and kind of beat the crowds on some of those attractions. And then extended hours are only available for Disney Deluxe and Villa Resorts, those DVC Villa Resorts, but they stay open between two and three hours late after the park closes. Um, So you can get a lot done in those times too. So that may influence where you end up staying Mm because you might want to take advantage of, of one of those perks and kind of how you plan your day, especially if you've got the Deluxe Resort and you're staying at um, you know, somewhere that gives you extra hours in the park, you may not feel the need to buy Genie or you may want to mm-hmm. come to the park a little bit later because you'll know you've got minimal wait times ahead of you. Yes, you can get a lot done during those early morning times and during those extended mm-hmm. evening hours as well. And also during those extended evening hours, you do get an extra um, window for the virtual queue for Guardians. So that's also something to keep in mind. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap. That is everything you need to know to choose the right (laughs) dates for you and your family to visit Walt Disney World in 2023. So now you can go forth and feel confident in choosing your dates to visit Walt Disney World. Don't forget that you can also hop over to undercovertourist.com to save some money on booking your trip, whether it's hotel rooms or discount tickets.
A huge thank you to Molly for being here for our very first episode of the podcast. Yeah. Molly, where can people find you if they don't, aren't already following you? Thank you so much for having me on the first one. This was such a good time. Uh, you can follow along with Mammoth Club on social media at Mammoth Club or Mammoth underscore club. You can follow us on YouTube where we have all kinds of fun challenges and shenanigans and eat a bunch of food at Disney World, <laughs> Disneyland, Universal, and beyond. And you can listen to our podcast, Zetas Lapitas, where we go through every single Disney Channel original movie. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here, Molly. This was so much fun. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Happy planning. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed our podcast, please make sure to let us know in ratings and reviews. Don't forget to follow our podcast and find us on social at Undercover Tourist on YouTube and TikTok and at Theme Park Frog on Instagram. 